0: And before we get started in the episode, I got some business to plug out. We have A3 Archery custom bowstrings. If you're looking for custom bowstrings, check out A3 Archery at www.a3archery.com. These guys are putting custom back in custom strings and introducing an industry leading proprietary process called Pre Cycle Shot Technology. Use code BBB15 for 15% off. And next we have is uh, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. So this is a really cool organization that helps out with um, conservation efforts. And uh, I'll give you a little bit about what they do. Backcountry Hunters and Anglers seeks to ensure North America's outdoor heritage of hunting and fishing in a natural setting through education and work on behalf of of wild public lands, waters, and wildlife. So what they're trying to do is really push the public land um, for all hunters to get out there, anglers, outdoorsmen, and truly enjoy the outdoors and for what it can really give you with public land and uh, trying to help the environment at the same time. So, hope you guys can go ahead and join with them. It's a great organization and uh, hope to see you there the next uh, Pine Night. One for the recording. <laughs> And welcome to the Beers Bros and Bows podcast. I'm your host Jesse, and uh, today I got um the Goon Boys outdoors on the uh, on the old podcast. What's going on?
1: How's it going, man?
0: So before we get started, brother, let's uh go ahead and introduce yourself uh, and uh, tell me what you guys uh, what you guys are about.
1: All right, man. So uh, my name's Dustin with uh, Goon Boys Outdoors. We have two other members, Zane and uh, Nate. Um, we were all in the army together, uh, all at Fort Lewis. Um, we ended up creating this profile just because we all like to hunt and fish and we like to, you know, I mean, primarily we all waterfowl hunt and we all bass fish. We used to bass fish competitively and stuff like that. And I know Zane, he fished a couple of tournaments and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we just like started the page cause we were like, you know, I feel like, you know, there's not a whole lot of veteran guys that are legit that actually care about, you know like getting out and like making the community better, you know? So our end goal is to end up uh, actually starting up like a nonprofit for the Wounded Warriors Foundation or something small like that and getting into that branch of things. And then uh, hopefully in the end statement, we'll end up getting uh, together with like Ducks Unlimited or someone like that to get, start getting like disabled vets out on hunts and stuff like that. That's where we want to end up. So.
0: Mm. Well, I I would, point you in the right direction for that uh have you guys looked into bha uh, backcountry yeah. hunters and anglers so no, they're I, all man. over the united states um i'm part of their association so shameless plug uh, <laughs> but <laughs> if you're looking for for an organization to kind of work through to kind of get something like that started those guys are more than willing to help man they're yeah. talk about a great organization and they're they're not money driven and that's no hate on any other organization because that money obviously goes towards conservation efforts but these guys are the i mean they they really push for public land and they push for public land access for everybody and they actually have a veteran arm branch of their organization as well um yeah so definitely something to check out
1: that's actually really cool because like it, like you were just saying there, I mean, not talking trash on any organizations or whatnot, but uh, there's quite a few of them out there if you really look into it that really like perhaps uh, since we're from Cal, you know, we have a couple guys from California and uh, Cal Waterfowl, they, they get so much money every year in funding. Like mm-hmm. if you look at you know, the numbers they're getting in funding, it does not. Oh my gosh. Come on. <laughs> Of course, it's Fort Lewis telling me there's a road uh, road roadblock. Huge, Um, but yeah. Anyways, man, sorry about that. But uh, it's they they get all this money and then uh, they don't do anything with the public land usage. Uh You know, nothing that they're doing to help public
0: land. Yeah,
1: like, and it's it's just wild to me because like when you look at their numbers, they truly do not do anything. Like, I think. They, they like they're struggling with water rights even which is like wild to me because like if you have the mu- enough money to build a well you should be building wells you know like it, right. it blows my mind that's,
0: yeah. just well, that's what i'm saying man you go and check these guys out i mean they that's what they push for really good articles um i mean they they sent out a lot of petitions uh through their members on the email yeah. so uh you know the, they'll send you stuff on in on on an email stream you know for petitions to get signed for different uh land access areas that are going on whether that be waterfowl um you know public land stuff you know concerning you know deer and elk and uh i know big one right now is with black bear hunting black bear um so i mean you know those are definitely things to look at and 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 i you know always push forward towards those guys i mean um I'll, after the podcast i definitely get you in contact with uh some of yeah, some yeah, the guys over great. there and hook you up brother that'd so um so dustin so what's what's different about your company exactly that you guys are trying to start here uh versus everybody else what is like what is your um what is your mission for this
1: so our mission, at, like I was saying earlier, uh, for the end statement, obviously, we want to gain momentum with our social media platform, just like everybody else does. You know, you want to gain momentum so that you can start something, right? Mm-hmm. And we started probably, you know, three, four months ago. And uh, like I was saying earlier, we want to get into building it. cause you know, when we were looking at it, if, I don't know, if, do you follow waterfowl hunting a whole lot? Do you, uh, Yeah, I
0: actually just got into it. So I'm, a, I'm a huge uh, addict there. now.
1: <laughs> I'm not, not trying. Oh, I bet, man. It's, a, it's, an addicting, <laughs> it's an addicting hobby, man. It is truly an addicting hobby. But uh, there, so I'm not trying to talk trash on anybody's YouTube accounts, but there's guys like very popular guys out there in the waterfowl community that don't like do anything for, like, anyone but their Uh self-profit, you know? And it, it, like, blows my mind because, like, some of these guys, most of them aren't veterans, and I feel like that's the reason that it drove us to, like, push towards something different than everybody else, you know? Um, We wanted to create a veteran, like, a veteran, not a veterans-only by means, but, like, something that veterans could, like, kind of attach to, you know? Uh And be able to reach out and stuff like that. And we want to, like I was saying earlier, we want to end up like getting into a nonprofit, like donating to different organizations, like Gold Star Foundation, you know, Wounded Warriors, helping people out. And like I was saying, you know, possibly getting into like taking, you know, veterans out on hunts and stuff like that. That would be that would be like our end goal, man. All right. At the end of the day, we're not in this completely for profit. We don't want to be. That's not why we started it. Uh-huh. And right, that has never been the goal. So, you know, it's all about, you know, giving back, man
0: yeah and what's your uh and so what's your your first step now like where are you guys where uh, are you guys at in this planning process
1: right so right now we started about like three or four months ago um we've actually had like really good traction i mean like we we started posting probably three or four months ago and i mean we already have like 600 followers and you know when i look at the stats on our followers like we have about like 400 that are actually like real followers that consistently you know like follow us pretty Mm -hmm. much uh, you know there's some of those accounts out there where you look and they have like three thousand four thousand followers <laughs> like, they're all fake and they're probably from China so yeah. <laughs> yeah it's all it's all bots but uh yeah what can you do I mean like <laughs> I mean when people when big-name companies like that want to like help your cause look at that bro like they're just gonna look at you and be like wow all their followers are fake like when you have 4,000 followers and you get, like, 40 likes on a post, you know, that really says something. So,
0: <laughs> Right, right. No, yeah, I totally agree.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of, like, our first step, though, to answer your question, like, where we're at right now. Um, it's, it's basically just trying to get momentum to get ourselves out there.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then once we get ourselves out there, that's when we'll start, uh, like, we want to start releasing merch and stuff like that. And, like, we're going to eventually uh, evolve into, like, the YouTube okay. process. It's a little bit of a struggle with the YouTube right now for like hunting and fishing. I don't know if you've heard about any yeah. of that. It's kind of a struggle for a lot of guys, so I'm kind of hesitant to uh like dabble into that, you know, and Yeah. cuz you know, a lot of guys are just getting like straight up banned, you know, like big name guys, you know. Yeah.
0: But I think that's and why like, they're getting banned though. I think they're getting banned because they're so God. big and they're pulling so many followers God. in that the algorithm so many people-
1: they're pulling so many people in, you know, and th- these guys are getting banned. And the only reason they're getting out of like the trouble they're in is because they're popular. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, you look at like Bobby guy films. Uh, he, he got like demonetized, like crazy. And then he contacted Instagram and they're uh, not Instagram, YouTube. Sorry. And they were like, Oh yeah, sorry about that, man. You just can't uh, use shot cam footage anymore. You know? And I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting because he's still clapping birds with a go- uh, GoPro. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense, but all right. He has awesome videos, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: He has wild videos. I love those. Those shot cam videos are pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah. He de- he, de- he has good videos, but, you know, surprisingly, from what I've heard from a lot of guys from Kansas, is that, like, everybody in Kansas hates him. like
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Because, like... <laughs> Apparently, from what I've heard, is that like he doesn't like, they're, like he takes pretty much all the land basically because he's so popular mm-hmm. that wherever the X is, he's going to be on it, you know, because everyone wants to have Bobby Guy films on their land, you know, right, so, right. It's hey. yeah. I don't blame him. I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't blame him. I'd probably be doing the same thing myself. But
0: yeah, well, e- either way, I mean, you're looking hunting in itself is there's a lot of gatekeepers you know a lot of bad protectors when it comes to when it comes to the hunting community and i i I just uh i don't agree with it i mean that's kind of why i started the podcast was because i was an outsider never done this before have buddies who do it you know but you know trying to put that message out there that you know anybody can really get into this and then i found bha and they're on the same you know wavelength for that and apparently you guys are too, man. Like what you guys are trying to do is pretty cool. Um, so, so far in your planning process, you know, just content driven. That's what you guys are yeah, doing right it, now. It, trying to get the content com- out. Yeah,
1: it's, it's completely content driven right now. Like we're just trying to push out not as much content as possible. Cause like, you know, obviously, you know, we're in the process currently of looking for like one more guy too, to bring on because mm-hmm. it, you know, it's kind of hard when you have, you know, especially guy like we have one buddy that's still active in the military Uh, he's in, he's up in Kansas right now. Um, he's on a super chill gig though. He's like just teaching cadets, (laughs) but, uh, you know, me and my other buddy, he's like my other buddy, Zane, He's like absolutely destroying ducks right now in NorCal. Like they got a good migration push right now. And it's like, he is getting after it. Um, but us down here, and I'm unfortunately from Southern California, I should have never came back here. I don't know why I did, but, uh, it, this place is terrible. I don't, even, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. But uh, it's, um, it, dude, the migration push is just slower down here because we have warmer weather. But hopefully, we're getting some good stuff now.
2: But, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you probably just, you know, I heard a lot of people that, you know, when they move, they move towards, you know, where good migration patterns going to be for any kind of species of animal, but especially duck hunters. Uh, from what I've listened to, like on the Dive Bomb podcast is guys oh, moving yeah. out to Oklahoma and, Really, just sticking out there, yeah.
1: Uh, Places like that, yeah. Honestly, if I could move to one state that probably has the best waterfowl hunting, it would probably be Kansas. Yeah, Kansas just puts up. Kansas or South Dakota. If I was like solely based on Mm. waterfowl, I mean, those two places for waterfowl. Arkansas used to be like really, really good, but I heard like the past few years it hasn't been that great. Um, Yeah, that's what
0: I've been listening on on Dive Bomb. They talked about that a lot. That you know, it's kind of dying out. uh,
1: it was it was really weird because I was actually uh, talking to a guy from Canada, I believe he's up in Ontario, mm-hmm. uh, and he they, they were saying that they still have teal up there, which is like mind blowing because like usually the teal are all gone. It's too cold, like mm-hmm. they migrate early. And he was saying they still have green wing up there, and I was like, that's absolutely insane. Like <laughs> I was like, dude, that's crazy, man. But he was saying like all, they were even getting a trash migration, so I don't really know how it's going to end up this year. So
2: yeah.
0: Well, it's still i mean we still got the couple more days i know in georgia i think it's still 30th i could be wrong but now have I mean, you
1: gone out by yourself
0: no no in? i haven't uh i only went to texas i got invited on that hunt i mean we waited all year to go there and it was i had a really good time um doing that i mean nothing crazy wasn't like you know from the photos from where everybody could see i mean it wasn't like the two days we were out there, we didn't get like a you know shit ton of ducks. First day we yeah. we did get some buffalo heads, and then um we started hitting the canvas backs the next day. But uh, I haven't been anywhere that's been like super explosive for it. Yeah. So we're planning uh, I know I'm trying to get on <laughs> with my buddy's group to go goose hunting in February next year. So okay, where at? Uh, I think it might be Arkansas.
1: Arkansas, that should be a I think
0: it's. I think it's in. I think they're going to Arkansas or Kansas. It's one of those two. I believe it's Arkansas. I think we're going to Arkansas to go to go shoot. That's where they usually go. And so I'm trying to get on with him there. And then, um, yeah, I'm kind of just biting at the bit at whoever will let me go hunt with him and just go yeah, do man. it. So I've been trying to just beg people. Yeah, like, no, oh, take
1: hopefully, me. Uh, you know, hopefully next year if you're uh, next season if you're able to. I, I don't think I have anything planned. We had a couple guys that were like we were trying to get out on a snow goose hunt with, because um, when it comes conservation time, dude, it's just insane. Like you can, uh, the limit in California for snows is I think it's like twenty five. What? Yeah, per per guy, so twenty five per gun. Holy shit! And which I know it is in a lot of places. I think it's like fifteen in most places. If I'm, I may be wrong on that. Don't quote me on it. But uh, it it's definitely like insane, dude. Like I've seen some guys in Northern California just like show up to uh up any public land place and they'll just set out like thousands of snow decoys and they'll just <laughs> they'll just let them work hardly they don't they hardly call dude like <laughs> they'll just drop right into the spread
0: oh my god so, yeah, yeah dude i'll definitely take you up on it i'm i'm always down to go on a hunt <laughs> i always try yeah, to schedule we're, a deal we're, we're trying
1: yeah. we're trying to like get on some of those big name hunts so we can you know just get out there you know and uh because, like, I don't know if you've ever experienced a field hunt for geese. and nope. Like, sitting in a layout. Dude, layout line is crazy. Because, like, it, you'll be sitting there in the morning, and it's just, like, all of a sudden shooting light, and the birds are just dumping on top of you, dude. It's crazy. Like, the whole sky is almost black with birds nuts. So. I know. I
0: saw a video from I, – I, I, Fucking! I'm such a geek for uh for dive bomber industries. So I'm always watching their I videos I think everyone's and stuff.
1: kind of a geek to dive bomb. Man. Oh my like,
0: god, man. dude! What are the videos they posted? Yeah. It was the sky was black. I was just like, holy shit! That's a lot of fucking yeah. birds.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, man.
0: Yeah, definitely be a good time. I got invited out to another geese Sun up in 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 uh, North Dakota with a uh, a guy that I had interviewed before, uh, Wade's water Wade's Wadsworth or Wadsworth Waterfowl. And, uh, um, he's a really cool dude and he was, he invited me out there, but it's, it's kind of a haul, you know, know, this year has been really difficult for me to try to even go anywhere. So Texas was one that I was able to book and able to, to get that done. But I was so obsessed with whitetail hunting this year and and kind of just pushed everything to the side that, but now that I've gone waterfowl hunting, I'm I'm just like, like, I just want to do that. I'm telling telling you, it'll,
1: it'll, uh, it'll, it'll change you forever. It'll like, I'll still bow hunt.
0: Like, I'll still, you know, the podcast yeah. name ain't changing everybody. I'm still going to go bow hunt for deer, and I'm still going to chase them, but I think my top-tier priority will probably be <laughs> going after <Water> ducks. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. It's Dude, it's so addicting, man. Like, guys who have it. I know a lot of people who, like... Uh, well, Zane, one of our guys, Zane, um, he, I, he didn't used to, like, deer elk hunt a lot, but, like, he would go out. He has a bow, you know. He has... You know, he went out for rifle, too, and then we we all except for our buddy nate he started waterfowl hunting when he was like eight you know so he was he grew up in minnesota and so that's oh, all he shit. did waterfowl. <laughs> oh yeah dude and his dad's got like you know a thousand plus acres of farm and ranch land he owns a cattle uh, feedlot up in minnesota so he's just got like all the anchorage all the you know all the amenities to make a you know great waterfowl hunter mm-hmm. but uh, our, our buddy zane he used to like bow and rifle for deer and uh he like I swear man he, he touched one day of duck hunting dude and he was like oh man I can't go back like he's like there's no going back for me like it's just not
0: yeah no it's like, so cool. I see
1: it with so many people, you know they they grow up like deer hunting, you know, or guys from Texas they hog hunt a lot, you know, their whole life and then they get into waterfowl and they're like, I can't ever go back, dude. Like My wife's probably going to divorce me now because that's all I spend my money on. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. She hasn't even – like, I mean, I'm fixing to buy another shotgun. Like I I went upland hunting – well, quote-unquote, upland hunting. I mean, we went to uh, this place that does it, me and one of my work uh, buddies, and uh, the company kind of threw the trip for us, but we went out and did uh, some chucker hunting out there. Okay, chucker. Yeah, you know, just – you know, it's one of those guided ones or whatever. You go out there and you pay, but um, they put
2: you on birds, <laughs> yeah.
0: But it was still a good time. I was like, I love this. I, I, I think I might get a membership just to come out here and just do it because uh, it's pretty like, sick. Yeah. And you can bring your dog, and they'll help you train your dog, uh, you know, to learn how to bird hunt. And I was like, fuck yeah! And I just got a Springer, so I'm uh, I should be picking her up at the end of January. But once I do, I mean, I'm going full speed ahead on trying to train, train that dog to do you know yeah. waterfowl and and yeah. do some bird hunting yep. i want a little bit of both and uh this guy that i'm actually supposed to interview another guy he actually hunts with a springer his name oh, is wow. uh his name is coastal gunner and uh yeah he waterfowl he does all the bird hunting with that dog his,
1: his dog does perfectly fine
0: yeah yeah he's from, like dog. a multi-tool dog i was like dude this is cool shit like and cool. he's one of the ones i really want to interview too because he's uh because he has that that breed and, and i'm fixing to get that breed so i really want to pick his brain on that one because that's gonna be pretty good yeah. but i yeah, know for I a fact especially once i get the dog like i'm gonna be obsessed with working with the dog and trying to go do that because chasing birds oh, yeah. i was oh, like yeah, man i want to go do cool. public land you know hunt hunt you know birds on public land would be freaking sweet
1: yeah a lot of guys down here in california they'll uh they'll get their dogs from like specific guys that they know that are breeders and they all buy from each other and uh they all do like field and trials, man. They'll like their dogs are just straight up competition dogs. Dude. Like, yeah, they'll hunt them, you know, for a couple days of the season or whatever. But right. like other than that, bro, they don't want to build bad habits for those dogs out in the field. So they'll just like they're just straight competition. It's like a whole business, man. Oh, yeah. It's but... like, really a whole business. and like, it, it is crazy because then you start getting into breeding purposes, you know, like you if you have a dog that wins game and trial, you know. Uh, then you, that dog is passed on is like holy, you know, holy crap! This uh-huh. dog's legit. You know, like everybody wants this dog's bloodline. You know.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, I got fortunate. The, the The one I got from this breeder, I was. Um, I don't plan on breeding that dog. So I mean, we got her. We're gonna get her fixed. She'll be prefixed when we get her. But I, 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 th- I foresee myself probably getting another one at some point. You know, just having two of them. Especially when I yeah. try to get more into trying to find more upland spots in Georgia. It's not like really the best place to do anything other than deer hunt and bear hunt, so
1: I know Georgia's got some really good deer hunting out there.
0: Yeah. No, it does. I mean, um everybody else is successful but me, so, <laughs> so you didn't
1: get a buck this year?
0: Hell no. I didn't see anything. It was my first year um messing around on public land and actually like trying to learn it for myself and go out there by myself and learned it's a lot hard, learned a lot of cool shit so I'm, I'm running with that and hopefully it pays off for next year. I'm still scouting this big piece of WMA yep. that I have and so we're gonna go turkey hunt on it and stuff but um, the two main you know species of animal that I want to hunt is obviously duck and uh, it, it, well birds in, in general but um, this year I was really obsessed with trying to go after black bear black uh, I bear. just I got it on the yeah. forefront of my mind I've been reading so much on them and I, and I went bear hunting. Up in North Georgia mountains, and I learned from a guy how to track them and c- what to look for and everything else. So yeah. it it was really cool. It was a really good experience. So I was like, you know what, like I'm I'm gonna go do that more because that's that's something that I can get behind. <laughs> like I think yeah, it's, I plus I think it's kind of a flex when everybody else is killing bucks, but you're like, dude, I got like two black bears. Like I tagged Yeah, <laughs> dude, <is> just got two black bears
2: <laughs> last last <laughs> <month>. <laughs> it's a
1: Huge <beauty> <laughs> flex, man.
0: Well, hey, brother. So um. You know looking looking over here uh at your page and stuff you know how many times a day are you guys pushing out that content content you know are you pushing photo Maybe out every small. day or what
1: uh usually like we go through spurts where it's like you know we kind of because we kind of run it on like a daily basis usually like one post a day is generally like what we like to get out so one post a day it doesn't have to be like you know always the best post granted we have some banger posts that have, you know have gotten like a ton of likes and you know a ton of views and whatnot but mm-hmm. um, at least like one post a day you know generally um that's just kind of how you have to start man because until you're popular that's when you can start cutting down you know and like start posting every other mm-hmm. you know one or three days you know or like you can post like two times during the week weekdays and then on the weekend you post like three or four or I, I know some guys that run it like that too but uh you know it until you get popular that's just not really a realistic fashion you
2: know right
1: it's just it's unattainable to grow your channel nowadays with that kind of, you know, mentality of not posting at least once a day. Right. And we, yeah, we we go through weeks, you know, where we're like, you know, oh man, nobody has, you know, anything to post, but like, you know, we don't want to, you know, disappoint people by not posting and it's like, you know. But like at the end of the day, it's not that hard. You know, you just you, you get the content, you make, you know, you make what it is, you know. We we all run GoPros. And so we'll find stuff, you know, maybe it may not always be the best, but, you know, we still try to get something out there, you know, for people to see what we do, you know, whether it's like gear review or like how to do something, you know, with your decoys or what kind of setup we run, something like that, you know, Uh change it up a little bit, start getting into different stuff. I mean, you know, we, we work a ton with like, uh, we've been lately getting a lot of looks from like Migra munitions, um, Big Fred coolers, Retay on instagram and stuff like that retail arms Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you know who any of those companies are but if you haven't used these shells right here anybody who's a water oh yeah i've seen those (laughs) you need to you need to pony up and just get them yeah i
0: (laughs) (laughs) because i've been messing around with black (laughs) clouds but i have been looking at that
1: black clouds rough man especially when you have a when you have a semi-auto shotgun black cloud your gun will be so dirty (laughs) after you shoot like a whole box of those
0: Yep. Yeah, no, mind had to get a good down. cleaning. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, hey, uh, so you know, moving on to this this next question that I got, um, you know, I know we're going over your, your steps that you guys have for where you want to go next. Um, so during your content thing, um, let's talk about outreach. How what are your what are your plans on on the outreach portion? I know we already went over that you want to you know work with the Gold Star families. You want to work with these organizations. Yeah. Um, what's your like what's your game plan for that like are you already looking at these companies and trying to already do a reach out to them or you're just still yeah, waiting so, to create a uh you know so, uh, a thing for as, far,
1: as far as like setting up nonprofits, we really don't have the reach right now for it to be beneficial you get know what i'm saying um that's why we're in the process of growing obviously just like anybody else just like you know you i mean you're kind of new to this game i'm oh, yeah. assuming too No, it's, you know, it's the same for you. You're trying to grow your channel, you know, at the same time as trying to do what you're, you know, putting out what you're going to do. And so right now we're in the process of growing. And then when we eventually, like, like I was saying earlier, we're getting looks from like big name companies like Migra, you know, Retay, um, guys like that, Big Frig Coolers. Um, And when you're, you know, eventually we want to get like partnered up with someone like that so that your name gets out there enough to where like, you know, if I started selling merch or anything like that, or like, you know, that you have big name people looking at you so that you're getting your name out there. Cause at the end of the day, like some people, if they, you know, heard me say that they'd be like, Oh, they're in it for themselves, which, you know, you could easily assume that. But, um, at the same time, you're just not going to get where you want to get without doing it that way. Exactly. It's, it's a a complete business. You know, you have to be willing to help another company in order to get what you want to achieve, you know? Um, as far as like partnerships and stuff like that, so we're trying to get our outreach by doing, you know, just basically growing right now. But our plan is to get partnered up with somebody, and then, you know, we'll give away, you know, like we'll we'll just start giving stuff away, bro. Like if we get partnered up with like Big Frig or anything like that, we'll give a cooler away. Like I got like three Big Frig coolers sitting in my <laughs> sitting in my living room. I'd be <laughs> more than willing to part with, you know. But uh, it's it's just like it's crazy, man. It's, it's absolutely crazy, but it's a process, you know? Yeah. And like, like I said, we're just getting started, man. We're just getting started. We're all, we've only been up for at least like maximum four months and we've, you know, not grown like to a thousand plus followers, but we're getting up there, you know, we're getting like probably a hundred a week. And to me, that ain't bad if it's like legit followers, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. And like, we basically just try, uh, try to stay like interacted with the community. Like if anybody messages us on Instagram, like we're going to reply, dude, like we'll sit there and have, a, I'll sit there, dude, I spend like last two hours of my night before I go to bed or whatever. Or even like during the day when I'm on lunch break at work, I'll be like sitting on Instagram, bro, like messaging people like, Hey man, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> these people are like DMing you, you know, and like I I don't really care. Like I, I like. I genuinely like talking to people, man. Like about, especially if they have questions on how you do something, you know, or like, you know, it's just cool to see the outreach too. Like I just talked to one of my buddies from the army, and I actually ended up meeting up with his squad leader that made an outdoors page. He messaged me on Instagram and was like, "Hey, man, like, you know, we we're also a veteran page. It's like super cool, man, that you're doing this and like actually, you know, like sending it, you know. And we're like, we're like, thanks, man. We appreciate it, you know. Like it's, you know, it's. We really appreciate, like, people, you know, noticing that we're, like, actually caring, you know, and, like, right. give, giving a shit, you know. And uh, he ended up being, like, my buddy's squad leader <laughs> from uh, No Slack at 101st. And I was like, that's crazy, dude. Small small world, man.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Army's small, man. It's a small yeah. world, and it kind of branches out to all these other, um, these other you know, avenues of, of stuff that, you know, activities that people were doing. And, yeah. uh, you know, on that note, you know, with veterans in the hunting space, um, how are you kind of separating yourself from that? Because you're you're using your transition to come into this, into an outdoor space that isn't you know for, you know better terms than anything. I mean, it's not a huge veteran community. I mean, it's starting to grow into one because there's a lot of more yeah, onset yeah. adult hunters and stuff like that. But um, you know, are you using this as as a way of helping your transition? getting out and using this as kind of like an outlet for something.
1: New. Uh, are you, are you saying like by being a veteran, you know, to start? You yeah. Know, uh Not. So like, that's not really our goal, man. Like, I don't want to use the, you know, military as like a, uh, as like a stepping stone, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because like, realistically, I'm not going to be like, Oh yeah, we were all veterans, bro. And like, you should just follow us. Cause we were veterans. It's like, I don't, I have nothing to say for people to do that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I have no comment, but, uh, I have seen people that do that. Trust me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, it, 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 it'll always play a big part in your, you know, obviously yeah. in, in everything that we do. I mean, it's definitely um, a foundation piece that we have. Um, I think it, it links people together, uh, guys who want to, you know, take me for instance, you know, I, I, I loved every eight years that I was in, I loved every second of it. Um, up Come to here, the point dude. that I got out, but, uh, you know, I also didn't want to align myself with it anymore. At the same time, it's kind of like one of those things. Like I gotta leave the nest. Like I don't need to.
1: Yeah, you gotta you gotta part yourself out. You know, like yeah. from the army. Because you get at some point, you know, it's everyone's. You know, for me, I did four years. I hit e five, and I was like, you know, I just don't love this anymore. You know, uh-huh. it's time for me to move on. You know, when I started, it was fun. You know, I was having a really good time. And then stuff just kind of you know happens, and you're like, you know, I I don't love this anymore. You right. Know? And you know, some people. Uh, luckily, I I got out, and I had a good mentality though, and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna you know accept you know what it was, and I yeah I still love the army. You know, I miss my my buddies there all every day, mm-hmm. but you got to move on, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. At some point, it's gonna end, you know, and but you it's know, the right
1: stops for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's why you know coming into the into the hunting space i mean just for you know example for you guys with your business um you know you're entering this you're entering the space now trying to open up a a business that's not veteran per se driven it is driven in its own way but it's not the forefront of what the company is about right just no different than mine uh, because we're not all uh, black rifle coffee you know what i mean
1: oh yeah yeah it's it's absolutely crazy man but that's like kind of our goal though you know because like let, that's what I was saying like earlier in the podcast is uh, he, how many guys do you see, dude, that are like, like Prince's Bobby Guy Films or like Guggen Bates or anyone like that or like big name companies, you know, Dr. Duck Co. Like how many guys do you I'm not trying to call out their channel or nothing, but like when's the last time you saw them give back to like a veteran organization?
0: yeah we know of yeah,
1: yeah that, that, that i personally know of you know it, it, and correct me if i'm wrong on that if anyone wants to point that out i'm cool with it bro. i'll take yeah, my law yeah. like
0: <laughs> no i know what you're saying I
1: personally personally i haven't seen it you know so like that's what we're trying to do is like we're trying to create something for the veteran community and not just the veteran community because like you know we enjoy everybody but exactly. you know i'm trying to do something we're trying to do something my group it, we're trying to do something that's never been done before so you know, and that's kind of like the goal man is like because I I just you know we we all sat together one day and we were like you know we don't see enough of this like there should be guys out there like that're giving back and there's no one you know yeah. and it's like yeah they have a bunch of organizations like that you know help people get out of the army and transition but like you know there's a lot of them at the same time that really gives zero shits what happens to veterans that like when they get out of the army and like they give n- like no. They have no F's to, get, you know, when people get out. So, you know, that's just kind of like where we want to go with it. You know, we want to do something that's never been done before in the hunting community. And it's kind of a cool way, you know, like, like say per se, we get up, you know, set up with people and like we t- start taking disabled vets on hunts. Like, you know, that would be like really cool, not only for us, because we get to be a part of something like that, but like just something new, you know, like, it, <laughs> you know. I don't know how to explain it, but... No, no, really I understand, understand
0: what you're saying. And there, there's organizations out there that I do know of oh, that, yeah, that do help sure. them. Um, yeah, they're for sure. That they go out there and help them do their, their hunting and stuff like that. But a lot of yeah, it's uh, geared towards more archery events. And that's what I see a lot of is a lot of archery mm-hmm. events. I haven't... And same here, you know, I haven't done enough research to really um, say a whole lot about it. But I don't think that I've seen too many that do more of the waterfowl stuff, you know, that are actually presenting well, that out yeah, there, there, you know, and, and getting guys there out
1: there. Is a, there's organizations. Sorry to interrupt, man. I didn't mean to interrupt you.
0: No, you're um, good, brother. You're good. Um,
1: there There's organizations out there that do, um, you know, guiding veterans on hunts and stuff and stuff like that, but, which is cool. There, there, I have no issues with that, but, like, along the lines of, like, actually giving back to veteran organizations and stuff like that and piecing, you know, Actually, you know, giving back to the community, there isn't much, you know, um you know, because at the end of the day, it wouldn't re- it wouldn't be necessarily a business for us. It'd be more of a nonprofit. If I had to say so right. myself, because obviously you got to make your money back, you know, so that you can keep buying merchandise or whatever you're doing, you know, that's just business, you know. But at the end of the day, your profits can be like sent out, you know, whatever mm-hmm. profits you, have and so you could piece that apart and send it out to organizations that actually care. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I totally understand that. And you know, that'll, that'll that'll be a bit before that happens for us. Cause I just, I don't see us having the reach within a year to two years to do that. But,
0: Hey, you know, just shoot your goal, shot. Like,
1: goal's a goal, man. So, and yeah, I mean, if you guys, I just, I don't quit, man. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard that brother. Um, you know, still going on this veteran space thing. I mean, there's been uh, the one thing that I have noticed that comes about this, and I think it has to do with a lot of guys who are probably very senior, very old school uh, mentality, and they get out and they come into this this outdoor space. And what they're doing is they're, again, they're gate guarding again. They're doing the very thing that they wanted to get away from. They're bringing yeah, it they out, over yeah. over into this space. And it's, uh, it's kind of disheartening at times because um, – they make it seem like it's like unattainable now. Like we're, you know, everything needs to be very hush hush. I don't know if you saw the, the article that black rifle coffee had posted a couple weeks ago about, you know, about hunting people, you know, uh, you're posting pictures and you know, they're posting pictures and they're promoting hunting too much. And, you know, to me it's confusing because it's like, wasn't the whole point you know, to use social media to our advantage to, because you want more hunters, you want more of that conservation effort coming into the, into the space. And, uh, you know, for them to do that, it's like, dude, this isn't, this is hunting. It's, this is the outdoor space. This isn't fucking seal team six. Like you should be allowed to do whatever you need to do. You know, you want to promote your photos and you want to get content out there then that's what you should be allowed to do. There shouldn't be any yeah. real fight against it, you know, and, and yeah, I'm all ears to, to, you know, for anybody that wants to combat that theory with me on it, but it's just, to me, it's just, it, it blows my mind because I come from that, I wouldn't, I don't come from a special operations community, but I come from the, the community of gate guarders and, and you know, bad protectors yeah. and all this shit. So, I, like, I, I understand, you know, and, and that's where I don't understand why they're bringing it over here. Like, don't bring the toxicity over because that's the one thing when, you know, I'm sure when you were getting out and like I got out and I was trying to brainstorm, you know, business ideas for myself and what I really liked, I didn't want to get into just the t-shirt business because
1: <laughs> yeah, no, the veteran community's flooded <laughs> with that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I see a, you know, brand new, uh, shirt company, veteran owned every week. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. So, I I don't want to get political on this podcast. I I really don't. Go ahead,
0: man. This podcast is free.
1: Black, Black Rifle Coffee Company is like, has been like consistently for the last like year. Did you ever hear about their whole thing with the Rittenhouse case?
0: Yes, I did. And I totally, and and I will say, isn't that that wild to you? (laughs) It's wild to me, but it's also from, from somebody who's, who quote unquote kind of owns my own business. I can kind of see where their mentality is with that. Um, you know, and after listening to, you know, Evan Hafer on multiple podcasts kind of articulate those responses to that stuff. I mean, it, it, it makes sense to me. And I get where he, where he's coming from, you know, that is a company that needs to stay open and stuff like that. And you don't want to support uh, fringe things that are going on, regardless of like where they're, yeah. oh, you, yeah. you know, no, I told regardless you. Yeah. of the atmosphere that's going on. So I, I think if you, i i look at it i i'm indifferent to it because at a personal level i'm like dude what the fuck but then at a business level yeah i kind of get it you know
1: what what strikes me though is when i started digging into that a little bit you know i started like finding some really like pretty hardcore discrepancies as far as like black rifle coffee goes so like a lot of their profits and like donations were to uh not not that I'm like, I, I give zero shits about politics at all times, and I just believe in America. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of their donations were to, like, Democrat-funded organizations, like, mm. benefited politicians. I'm like, dude, why are you funding anything political <laughs> when you're a vet- veteran-based organization, you know, it's not supposed to be in that spectrum of anything anyways, you know? Why are you? Why are you giving to mm-hmm. a Democrat? You know, I wouldn't even care if it was a Republican organization. You know, I, why are you? It period donating any money to any political organization? Yeah, and they donated to the Act Blue Foundation, which is like absolutely wild because it actually is tied to like uh, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, all all these like big name Democratic people, and it's like wild, dude. Like I was like, dude, that's crazy.
0: That's insane. I'd have to look that up. That's a, that's a, that's some wild piece of information you got there. But I think if you, I think if you, if you look at it too, and you and you kind of uh, peel back the layers on that on that kind of stuff, just from what I'm hearing, I mean, you, you can. I think everybody's got their hands in everybody's pockets. Uh, I don't think there's a foundation out there that isn't somehow owned, uh, or, or or funded <laughs> by some kind of political party. Um, And I think their message, too, you know, was that they understand they 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 support all parties when it comes to because they have, you know, consumers from from every, you know, background and walks of life. So I think that maybe that could be a play in it. I don't know, you know, too much about that. I'd have to dig into that because that's that's very interesting.
1: Yeah, it's when I when I was like looking into it, I'm like, this is like actually crazy. You know, like, <laughs> like this organization was not built for this, you know, like <laughs> yep. it was not made for that purpose, you know, and it, it blows my mind that they've like thrown. So that's why I refuse to drink like black rifle anymore. I don't, I don't associate myself with that company personally. If I see someone that does, I'm like, whatever, man, like you do, you, but being yeah. myself, I'm not supporting a company that does that period. I wouldn't even care if they're a Republican or whatever, whatever party you want to claim is a political party. Mm-hmm veteran-owned organization should not be involved in any of that at all yeah man
0: totally agree man totally agree with you
1: yeah that blows my mind but have you ever heard of that guy from atlas gym i think it's in new york or new jersey maybe i
0: think so i'd
1: He's impressed. got like this big old SF beard. He looks mm-hmm. like a total. He looks like a group dude, like hundred percent. He's like jacked. Mm-hmm. This, dude, this, this dude's carrying on, I think like 1.5 million in fines from New Jersey. Oh for,
0: like, yes. I know you're talking about. Yes.
1: Yeah, dude, that guy is possibly the biggest gangster I've ever seen. Like <laughs> <laughs> he, he gives zero shits at all times.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know when it comes to those kind of things i think people decided they had enough and they started decided to go ahead and fight back against the system for that i mean the system like, itself is kind of nuts right now and
1: gonna let, i mean at the end of the day just going to like if it was your business like would you just let your business crumble like oh, absolutely no. not absolutely not yeah no. i don't even blame him.
0: <laughs> yeah no i don't either man and I, and i hate to see that bleed into the uh to the hunting space and i hope it doesn't um i hope it doesn't get into that because i mean covid kind of built up the hunting space in its own way because everybody got (laughs) got outside everybody discovered what nature was again so they all wanted to get a piece of that and you know i've talked about this before uh with my other buddy and another podcast but you know we talked about how people are becoming a little bit more self-reliant on you know getting their own source of food now these days you know because they they see what's going on on the outside and i think that's driving a lot of people to get more into hunting and it's driving more folks to, to really focus on their families and, and how they can provide for them again. I think there's a very primal thing going on now these days. And I per, I think it's kind of cool because it kind of drove me to that a little bit more where I was like, you know what, like, I really like the thought of being able to do that for myself and provide for myself and not have to depend on the government for everything. Yeah, um, But at the end of the day, I mean, you can swear up and down, you know, you don't need the government in your life. It's government's going to be there it's going to be doing what it does i mean it's the nature <laughs> of the beast man we're just we're all cogs yeah. and no matter which way you look at it unless you're completely living off the grid with no help at all i mean yeah we're all wild. we're all part of it
1: yeah absolutely but uh what was i gonna say i had something to say dude sorry i forgot
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're good bro um where did uh what's your aspect on the uh, the goon boys outdoors what did uh what came about that name was there a lot of brainstorming uh, in that one
1: no so i like you know like infantry guys like at least at my unit they were called goons like just regular joes were called goons like we just called them goons and you know everybody like you know starts saying like goons up and stuff like that there's a couple like veteran organizations that made like a shirt company like named goons and stuff like that and uh, one of my buddies, Nate, his squad was the Goon Squad. Um, That was their that was their squad name. So they were just like, we just kind of ran with it, man. We were like, oh, you know, it doesn't sound bad, <laughs> you know. It, it, you know, and if you had to be like really formal about something, we could just say GB Outdoors, you know, and it wouldn't be it sound terrible, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, that was that was kind of the premises. We 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 threw we tossed around a couple names. Mm-hmm. And nothing really, nothing really sounded right, you know. Like nothing had pizzazz, you know. <laughs> so we were like, "Yeah, we'll just, we'll just settle with Goon Boys."
0: Hey, you know, I mean, there's a there's a lot of companies in Georgia that utilize Southern for everything, or you know, they just nothing's really original. Southern um,
1: Creek Builders, like I've seen that name a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: it, and that's not knocking anybody's, you know, company names on here. i just saying that, you know sometimes you you hear a lot of different names and you're like these are all the same same names <laughs> just said in different ways you know so would, it's never agree. it's never like super original and it doesn't really catch your attention like you think it would um with your uh you know with the guys in your old unit and stuff are you guys taking those those boys out hunting and stuff or is that kind of your your trial run right there like try to get those guys out
1: that would be like super cool if we could So like it was actually crazy we were my i don't know about your unit like your units when you were in um but at lewis and you can talk to john siler about this if you want but that place is miserable dude like i don't care <laughs> about anyone but that is the worst duty station in the army guaranteed maybe maybe uh Somewhere like uh what is it? Not not Bliss. What's the other one in Texas? Hood. Hood. Yeah. That's probably worse, but <laughs> Stuart's um, bad. <laughs> see, everyone I know that came from Stuart loved it. I
0: I could not stand Stuart. Yeah,
1: I don't well, maybe know. Maybe I
0: didn't it. mesh well with the guys. I I, I was a young E five when I went there, so I was uh I was abrasive. I was trying to make my make my mark. <laughs>
1: Then again, dude, the army's changed so much in the past like three or four years. It doesn't even, it's not even the same. Like, it, it's like even when I like started my enlistment and like to the end, there was just drastic changes. Like, we had one kid, we had one NCO that got in trouble in our battalion for cussing at a brand new private. Like, it, I I think he said something like, he, he said something like, oh, you're a little dickhead. Like, and he just got absolutely like busted down. Like, they busted his rank and everything. Wow which is like, you know, when you talk about army, you know, it's like, how does that happen? You know, like different you're supposed times. to be a, soldier. <laughs> you know, different times, I guess, you know, but yeah, it's, it's so different now. It's crazy, man.
0: So uh, with these guys in your, in your unit and stuff, um, are you guys going to try to start like outreach into the, you know, maybe to like the FRG groups or something like that, or the single the boss program that they got there and you guys could yeah, probably reach and, out like, to them and be like, Hey, come hunt with us, you know?
1: Yeah. That would be like really cool if we could get tied into something with like FRG or, um, we, we, at at Lewis, we had like the warrior zone. They, you Mm -hmm. know, they did like events for a lot of soldiers and stuff like that. It put on a lot of, you know, I think it's boss. Like you were saying, Mm -hmm. they do a, they do a lot of soldier based, you know, events and stuff like that. That would be really cool to get into something like that. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, we're just, we're like just starting up like four months ago. So it's still so early, but once our outreach is there, dude, we're, we're gonna full send it with any of that
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we'll just we'll just have to venture out and see what's available you know
0: no I agree man so uh, tell me about your bass fishing man you uh, you said you guys were really big into bass fishing and that kind of transition over to waterfowl yeah. you know did you grow up bass fishing and and all that um, or what?
1: I, I, I did not man I grew up uh so Southern California I, not the best for bass fishing honestly there's a lot of uh, believe it or not there's a lot of catfish out here like channel cats and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, so I grew up catfishing. I grew up, uh, doing a lot of striper fishing. If, yeah. If you've ever fished for striper. Oh, I have. <laughs> it, it, is, it is fun, dude. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, but, uh, uh, one of our buddies, Nate, he, since he grew up in Minnesota, he grew up fishing, ice fishing, which he's doing right now. Currently he's out tonight, ice fishing, uh, in a little ice castle in Minnesota. But, um, you know, he grew up fishing for walleye and crappy, you know, and, doing that you know and that's awesome because they slayed out there in minnesota during the ice season so yeah he's doing that right now and then zane uh he actually didn't get into fishing until we were at lewis together and uh he we all just like kind of started bass fishing at the same time man it's like it's like like, really addicting you Mm -hmm. know like we we bought a little john boat you know and it it was like just a total shitbox boat like absolutely <laughs> this thing was a piece of trash and we ended up like redoing the deck and like plugging all the holes in the bottom and everything and it was a nice little boat you know because we would all go out we would like before be- uh, before pt dude we would like leave at like two in the morning and we'd go out and we'd bass fish and then we'd go straight to pt right after bass <laughs> fishing
0: oh no, that's freaking sweet and, uh yeah. did, and did you grow up doing any kind of hunting at all? I mean when you're in Cali other than you know fishing for, um, for cafes? so I
1: did i did, I did some some bird hunting so like upland game. I did a lot of upland game, like just doing like pheasant hunts. Um, I actually didn't get into Turkey until like recently.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I've re- as, as of recent, I've like kind of gotten into like whole turkey kind of deal because we have a lot I have a buddy that has a ranch out here probably like 800 anchors. And he's got like a ton of Turkey. And I went out to his property because I work as a diesel mechanic for my dad. And uh, I went out to his property to go work on a generator. Mm -hmm. And I saw like 15 toms just chilling in the wood line. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? He's like, Oh yeah, man, you just come out here whenever you want. You shoot these Turkey. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, people would pay like a lot of money to do this, you know? (laughs) Right. And So, I was like, yeah, man, I'll take you up on that, you know. And so, this season after waterfowl season done, I'm probably gonna get into the whole turkey gig.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, uh, moving on to you know, to your waterfowl, um, what's you know, what's some cool stories you got going on for that? I mean, have you guys had some pretty amazing hunts so far? And
1: yeah, um, man, we had some, uh, so we went out, so Latin. Like this season, I I haven't really gotten out as much as I wanted to, just because of where I went to the rodeo NFR in Mm -hmm. Vegas. I went, I was out there for like two weeks. this like the last like two weeks. And I've had like a week off kind of because of the rain, but um, yeah, man, I I haven't gotten out waterfowl hunting as much as I've wanted to this year, but like starting this week, I'm going out for the weekend and I'm like going to finish the season off super strong. I'm going out like every single day I can go out Mm -hmm. the public land situation is a whole different conversation. We can get into that after this if you want, but <laughs> the public land in California is super screwed up. So compared to like Washington or anywhere else, it's, uh-huh. it's so bad. the public land hunting here is just like ridiculously not done well. So, but, um, yeah, man, it's, so we have a lot of banger, a lot of bangers. Uh, my buddy Nate that, um, lives in Minnesota, he went out early season for, uh, he went out hunting honkers, and they slapped like a five-man limit, dude. Just like within, like it, I think, like a couple hours.
2: Like oh, yeah. he had
1: a picture on our page, and he put up an American flag on his truck, and like put all the geese lined up over the top of his truck and the hood and the bed. And I was like, dude, that picture was that picture was good, man. <laughs> <laughs> like that was probably the best picture you could have taken after <laughs> the It was cool content. too. They they took a kid out for his first time. You know, I think the kid was like eight or nine years old, and they took him out for his first hunt. You know, and they hit, they hit a five man limit. I'm like, well, you just destroyed that kid's hopes and dreams because he's he's going to be disappointed every time he does it. Yeah, every time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, every time he goes out, he's going to be like, oh man, it was never like that again.
1: Yeah, he's like, oh, crap, man, I haven't had a limit since that day.
0: And what are you guys shooting out in uh, in California? What, what kind of birds are you guys kind of chasing out there? Like, you have you hit any bucket list birds and or what, um, what are yeah. your bucket list birds on your list?
1: Oh, bucket list? Oh, it would for sure have to be a Harlequin for sure, but you got to go to like Alaska or somewhere like that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, knew, I know they get them down in Washington, but you have to hunt the sound, which is uh, it's a huge body of water, like a beach almost, and you, you kind of have to just like rock with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't really have a big enough boat or nothing to do any of that. I didn't at the time. So that was kind of out of the question, but generally you have to go to like Alaska to hunt birds like that. That would for sure. Or a King Eider, you know, that would, that would be a bucket list bird for sure.
0: Yeah. But, um, as far as like California goes, what, what, what's on your list for out there?
1: Um, so I've, I've kind of like, like most people, they go after pintail. Mm -hmm. Um, pintail is probably the best bird you can shoot out here. Um, a lot of people, so like, if you ask someone from like, you know, South Dakota or North Dakota, if they've shot a pintail, they'll probably say, no, man, we don't get, you know, we don't get that many pintails out here. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like a bucket list bird for other people, you know, right. but like in California, the pintail are like plentiful mm-hmm. Like it, and you can only shoot one a day. So it's oh, like, shit. why is that? I, so like three years ago, pintail here were they were like super uh, a rarity and like they were like kind of endangered in a way. And mm-hmm. so, cause like a lot of the farmers, uh, they were just like plowing over fields, obviously to do their job, but, um, like pintails will like build their nests in fields. And like when people plow them over, they just like destroy their nests. which is like, that is what it is. You know, you're not going right, to change yeah. it. So like they were super endangered for a while, but now all you, <laughs> all you see is pintail flying around and you can only shoot one a day. And so it's like, you know, at first shooting light, when you're, you know, in the blind, and you're on the refuge or whatever, and it is just super hard to, like, tell at first shooting light, you know, if a pintails are... P- I mean, the main way you can tell is, like, because they have a massive sprig on the end. Mm-hmm. But still, at first shooting light, it's pretty hard to tell, man. It's... And so, it's, like, kind of scary, because if you shoot more than one, you're obviously probably getting the fat fine. So, um but yeah, a lot of people's dream bird is like a pintail, man. They don't—they just like don't get them on the East Coast, you know. And right. So like, if a if a guy from Arkansas or something shot a pintail, they'd be like, holy, you know, holy crap, man! Like this is like, I gotta mount this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then in California, it's like, oh, shot a pintail, you know, like yeah. Like for for us, like getting like a we, I have a buddy who shot a few canvas backs out there, but like they're not common in California.
2: They're really. So
1: not yeah, and so. I have a buddy that shot when he mounted it, he was like, dude, this is like the only like canvas back I'll probably shoot in California like ever. <laughs> and so he mounted it. I was like, good for you, man. It's just like, uh, what is it? Blue wing teal like in California is just like not a thing, like hardly, hardly a thing. And so if you shoot a blue wing teal, it's like, damn, it's a big deal, man. <laughs> like it's like, you just don't see them out here, but on the East coast, like blue wing teal are prevalent. You know? Right.
0: And, uh, and what do you guys, what are you guys shooting in abundance of over there?
1: uh greenwing gets shot a lot pintail gets shot a lot um we we have quite a bit of widgeon out here uh wigeon gets shot quite a bit um hmm, what else what else there's a like, spoonies spoonies are we got a ton of shovelers. Wanna,
0: that's what i want to get after is yeah, is a, a, a,
1: nice, a nice hollywood drake shoveler is probably one of the prettiest birds you can shoot my buddy zane he actually just had one mounted like from last season and the guy just finished it it looks beautiful <laughs> it's like a really nice mount dude and i was like damn but yeah i shot my first day that i went out for the season this year i shot i shot four shovelers Dang. and like right at shooting light I, sh- I shot like four shovelers but they were like non-plume they haven't plumed yet so like they just looked like super ugly i was like <laughs> I was like, this sucks, man. I was like, dude, any, dude, imagine like a four bird mount of just like plume Hollywood. <laughs> I was like, that would have been the most badass mount of all time. You know, like, and So I, I was a little pissed about that. But like, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, you're harvesting birds, man. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, the only thing that sucks about shooting divers, though, is that, you know, you kind of get into the realm of the meat is not that great. You know, if you shoot a bufflehead, the meat is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the meat's just, like, not good to eat, which really sucks because you don't ever want to shoot birds just for the pure – I'm just not into that, shooting it just for sport. I like to eat everything that I shoot, you mm-hmm. know, so.
0: And is it a thing like, to uh, deal with, like, you know, the way you season it, the way you cook it properly? I mean, the different techniques you guys got out there for it?
1: So, yeah, there. I mean, you can make it you, – you can season any duck and make it good. You know, you could shoot a coot and make it good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there's guys down in Louisiana that could cook up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it it, it it in some ways it's about how you season it. But at the same time, divers are just like generally not good to eat. Man, like if I had to pick like a Canada geese or like a diver, I'm kicking I'm picking a Canada all day. You know, well, mm. like, you know, but it it's just like yeah, it's pretty crazy how the Jurassic, uh taste difference. It's so gamey and nasty because they eat fish, you know. So it's like. Right. It, it, it just tastes like fishy and i like fish but not like that you know like right tastes like crap you know?
0: <laughs> and what's your uh what's y'all's typical mornings looking like for your hunts i mean obviously you're getting up early you're heading out over there are you guys setting up your own blinds Uh yeah, well, what's, so what are you guys doing so,
1: so down by me in california um you have to hunt the re- what's called like a refuge i don't know if they have them up there in georgia but it's basically like you either, you have to pay like 50 bucks for each, like, so 50 bucks. If you if say there's this place called San Jacinto by me, you pay 50 bucks, you know, for the whole year to draw, like get reservation tabs. And if you, it's all lottery, dude, like there's, that's what I was saying earlier about the public land being terrible is like, there's not enough land for the people to hunt because there's too many hunters for the amount of land that they have. Wow like you know if i walked on to san aseno and i didn't have a reservation you'd have to you'd have to get like a top five draw to get on that morning and or if not you're not shooting that morning like you're you're out there you know and it's just like i've had that happen several times this year where i go out there on a whim and i'm like hey man like i'm gonna i hope i'm lucky today you know and that day i shot those four shovelers i I got the walk-on number i needed and I actually got on that morning and, you know, I could have shot a limit, but they're also, it's also stupid. You can't carry what, uh, more than one box of shells out there. That's like a legal thing. Like they'll just, what? they'll take it. Yeah. The wardens will just ticket you. Dude, just...
0: Get out of California. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, dude, I know, man. And so, it, and I actually didn't know this until uh, like about like three or four months ago, you don't get fined for like having more than one box. You get fined per shell that you're over what so it's like yeah it's like I, I i can't remember the exact number but i think it's like 50 bucks a shell that you're over on your box are so you, like if you have
0: are you running a hunting operation <laughs> in communist china
1: uh, tell me about it man it's like <laughs> it's really crazy man and so i it just blows my mind that that's even a lot and like granted i think they do it because there's a lot of guys out here you know that They go to the refuge, and it's, like, a pretty prevalent thing. Like, guys are sky busting like crazy, bro. Like, there's guys, you see it, like, every time you go out there, there's guys that will shoot at birds, like, 70 yards in the air. I'm like, dude, why are you shooting, man? Like, (laughs) you know, like, that's the reason the birds never decoy in California is because, like, these guys blast them from 70 yards away, you know? It's insane. It's crazy, man. And I think that's why they did it, but, like, at the same time, that doesn't help the cause, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like because then, cause then everybody just results to skybusting right like, it, 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 and like very rarely i've had a couple times like birds decoy into my spread you know and i'm just like hell yeah man that's a good shoot you know I, like it pays off the weight but then other times you know you you let the birds come around they work they work perfect you know and then some guy shoots them from way across the pond and you're like wow they were gonna work right into my spread you know i should have shot but yeah, man, that's kind of how it goes. It's a pretty crazy, crazy life out here. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to get out. I'm looking to go to Texas for sure.
0: Where everybody's <clears throat> going from California.
1: <laughs> you know, that's a whole that's a whole thing to be said by itself, because like a lot of Texans like hate Californians, which I don't blame them, man. Because like the people that uh some of the people you know, it's not the people that legitimately want out of the state. The people that want out of the state are like the good people that you want in Texas. Right. But, like people that they hate are like the people from like Austin. Who are just like <laughs> that. And, and you know, it's crazy. It's like a whole business in itself in the sense that um, like all the people from California, they buy real estate in Austin mm-hmm. just because like they can make their profit on it. You know, because yep. it's a it's a, booming, it's a booming economy there right now. Oh yeah, and they just they make their money, and that's the people that Texans hate. That is the people that Texans hate.
2: I believe the people
1: that the the people that legitimately want out of California for like the right reasons get totally shamed for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, something to be said. But
0: so uh, in Washington, how was that kind of hunting? What's that like?
1: Oh, dude, Washington's a blast, man. Yeah, yeah. If you ever get to hunt the PNW, man. You should definitely, if you ever know anyone that's out there that uh, gets after it like really hard for like geese or anything like that, it's a crazy good time. There's so much public. So that's where like I kind of divide myself why California's hunting is so bad, like their public land situation. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So like the state of Washington will pay all the like farmers in Washington to like hunt their land. Like they'll flood their cornfields after their harvest. And they pay the state pays them to make it like a public hunting land place, and so you have you basically have thousands and thousands of acres of like flooded cornfields, fields, you know, rice fields, right. stuff like that, f- for the public use, you know. And it's like a it's not like a draw system, it's not a lottery to get on that morning. It's like whoever shows up first and gets the spot is you know that you're hunting that day, mm-hmm. you know and there's no you, if you want to show up on a whim that one morning, you know, you can go and you can try your luck, you know. And but here in California, it's just like there's no, you know, there's not enough land and the <laughs> state doesn't do any, the, the state doesn't do anything about it, you know. They just like and there's so many hunters in California. That's the thing too. It's like
2: yeah. It's
1: a, there's a ridiculous amount for waterfowl at least. I you know, I know a lot of guys who deer hunt out here too, but the honestly the best buck I've seen was like actually a week ago. I was on my way up in some BLM land for a job, and I saw a super nice six-pointer uh, blacktail. And he wasn't like the biggest buck, but like his rack was absolutely insane. Uh, yeah. Like I was like, it's probably the nicest rack I've ever seen on a blacktail in California. I was like, man, if it were anywhere else, man, and I had a tag, <laughs> I'd probably. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, hey. um, Let's get into your uh, to your equipment, man. I like to I like to to nerd yeah. out on people's equipment. It's kind of uh, I mean we always talk about equipment on the podcast, but I'm uh just for everyone to know. I mean it's um I'm thinking about making like a little mini segment within the podcast to kind of talk about people's gear setup and what they're using. And uh, somebody that's new into this sport, you know, what are your recommendations for them? Yeah. So we'll just go off and and hear and just you know what kind of a uh, what kind of uh, shotgun are you shooting?
1: Uh, me? I'm actually, shoot, dude, I'm I'm like low-balling it on the shotgun. I'm looking to buy a new shotgun in, in probably like the next like two months. So I'm going to buy a Rite. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard pretty good things about them. And honestly, I don't want to pony up and get a uh, Beretta or Benelli because a lot of, you know, two of my buddies, the two of my buddies that I'm with, um, they shoot Beretta. They shoot mm-hmm. the A400 Extreme. And they really like it, but... I'm not going to spend 1800 bucks on a shotgun that I'm just going to abuse, you know? Right. Like, if it was, like, a Browning Satori and I was using it for Upland, I'd be like, okay, I'll spend, you know, that much money on a shotgun because it's going to stay nice, you know? Right. But water- waterfowl shotguns just get abused, man. Like, my buddy's A400, he's, I mean, he hunts, like, all the time, but still, like, he's only had it for a year, and it's just banged up, you know? Like, <laughs> it, like the paint's starting to come off already, oh, no. you know? <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, dude, like I couldn't spend that much money on a shotgun because I'd just be pissed. You know, it's like buying a new truck and getting a scratch on it. You're just mad every time. You know?
2: mm-hmm. And so,
1: yeah, that's just how it is for me. I'm going to buy something a little cheaper and it's still going to be a nice shotgun. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, bought a, uh, I bought an ATA, um, ATA arms uh, shotgun. It was like 300 bucks. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I went with that and it's worked great. Hey,
1: <laughs> so- if it works, it works, man. Like just like you know the old saying, like the 870 will never fail you. Like I see guys still to this day, they bring out a original Remington 870. Man, they're still trucking with that thing. So
0: hell yeah.
1: I, but me personally, I'm shooting a Benelli Supernova right now. Uh, I like it. It you know it patterns well with my choke. I got on there and it it just you know it's a you can abuse those things like crazy, man. I still know a lot of people who will like vouch that the Benelli Supernovas are like. They're just a trusty old shotgun, dude. It'll never fail you, and, like, they shoot true. So
0: Awesome, awesome. And uh, what kind of waders are you running?
1: Waders, uh, I rock banded waders. Uh, A lot, dude, if you say that in the, you know, in the waterfowl community, a lot of people will trash talk banded waders. Um, A lot of people are, like, only, like, oh, only buy Sitka, only buy Sitka. (laughs) And it's, like, dude, first of all, I don't want to spend $1,000 on waders. Granted sick awaiters are super nice man i'm not going to discredit sick at any <laughs> sense because like they're they're well worth the money but like dude i live in california like why do i need sick waiters bro those that's made for like south dakota or like minnesota or somewhere where it's like really freaking cold you know right. <laughs> and it's like why would i even need something like that here you know like i see all these guys at the refuge in california and they're rocking like sick like full sick uh, duck oven jackets and i'm like dude it gets like 70 degrees at like six o'clock yeah. <laughs> like why are you wearing this you know i just, just sold my duck oven
0: <laughs> and yeah it was too uh, i outgrew it and i never really used it that first season too much yeah. i mean then again it doesn't really it's the same shit here in georgia i mean it didn't really get too cold but we're also not doing a whole bunch of moving you know, like we don't do like a as far as the hunts that i've been on so far i haven't trekked so far that i couldn't get away with a hoodie so
1: yeah yeah
0: um and you know are you like uh busting through these waiters like every year you get to buy another set or another set or
1: um for band no man i actually uh i actually i've had those waiters for about two years now i actually like just it's funny you say that because i like just busted a hole in my boot like a couple weeks back <sighs> I was, I was in the marsh and I was setting up in the morning and it was, you know, pitch black in the marsh. And I was like, I was setting up my jerk rig and I, there's, they had like these cut down trees in the water where you can tell they just chopped the tree, like right under the water, you know, and mm-hmm. it had a bunch of branches sticking out. And I, went, I obviously couldn't see it. It was pitch black and I stepped just right on it, dude. <laughs> right on top of this pointy branch. And it's like, that's not the waiter's fault. That's my fault, you know, for stepping on the branch but dude honestly if you did that with sick waiters they'd still blow out the boot like, yeah well you know, the it, fact
0: that you paid that kind of money for waiters and the boot bust out on the stick it just drives me insane
1: yeah oh yeah i mean it's it's nuts man and it's just it's not about the quality of the boot or nothing it's just you can't do that man like, <laughs> i did the same i had a pair of cabela's waiters man when i first started duck hunting in washington and uh i did the same thing i stepped on a corn stalk in a flooded field and it like a really sharp corn stalk and it just right through my boot <laughs> yeah
0: what's so, your remedy for that
1: uh i actually use uh shoe okay. goo um, it's
0: actually
1: yeah it's pretty it's pretty good man I'll, I'll, like usually if i bust a boot like mid-hunt i'll just like wait it out for the rest of the day <laughs> i'll just like I'll just, i'll just suck dude like you know you're already you know you're already sucking you might as well just finish the hunt out you know yeah it kind of because whenever you step you know you're getting wa- like suction from the bottom of the marsh you know but oh. i'll usually just stick it out for the rest of the day and then when i get back i'll put my boot, uh, waders on the waiter dryer and then i'll dry them out and then i'll clean off the boot and then i put shoe goo on there and i let that sit for like you know a day maybe two and it's perfectly fine you can, <laughs> you know, it'll, that that's if you bust a boot, I've, you can do the same thing for like seals on your waders, but you know, it just takes like a day to yeah. dry it out.
0: So oh man, it's gonna be crazy. Are you running a dog or you're just a no one man army? I
1: I, uh, I haven't gotten a dog yet. i It's that's a whole different conversation in itself, man. Because like <laughs> you go over to you go over to Arkansas, man, and you can get a dog for like two grand over there, you know? Right. California, the minimum. I I went to a uh, a Rainy Ranch Retrievers that's out here by me, and they make stud dogs, man. Like they have great hunting dogs, no doubts. But um, they wanted like thirty five hundred for a puppy. Wow, like not not even a started dog. And I was like, how are you going to ask thirty five hundred for a puppy? Like this, you don't even know if this dog has the potential to be greater. You know, (laughs) like
0: that is insane.
1: Yeah, it's nuts, man. Like you can go anywhere else, like Texas or anywhere, like. You can get a dog for like half the price of that. You know? Yeah. Like it, that's what I was kind of looking for. Like something like two grand to like 2,500 range. And
2: so mm-hmm.
1: I'm just going to have to look elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still kind of like marketing myself around with a dog. I'm, I'm definitely, I have definitely other stuff to buy. Um, and a dog would be a nice addition for sure, man. I've, I've hunted with a lot of buddies who have dogs yeah. and it's, it definitely helps out.
0: Yeah. Like, a lot. it's cool to watch them work. That's what it, I really it, enjoy it watching.
1: Super cool when you see a badass dog, you mm-hmm. know, that just about it. Like I know my buddy Zane. He had a he had a buddy that he hunted with in Kansas, who had a dog named Cash. He was a black lab, and this dog would be in like you know negative five, just with his you know vest on, just like totally shivering. But this dog was about it, you know. Yeah,
2: like, he that. was about
1: that life, you know. Like he was like. No quit in him, dude. Yeah, I've also hunted with dogs though, where they, you know, they fetch like 20 birds on the day and they're like, Yep, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hunted with a uh, buddy out in Idaho and his dog was like that. He he was so good the whole day. And then, like, we were like two birds away from a limit. And the last two birds we dumped in the river and his dog went in and just sat right next to the bird, didn't grab it. <laughs> He's and just I'm, done.
0: He's like, just worn out.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, You got to be kidding me. But, that's funny. Yeah. Every dog's different, man. Every dog's different. So,
0: so, um, you know, obviously you're running your decoys. Um, if somebody that's trying to get into this, somebody reaches out to you from, let's just say from Fort Lewis and they mm-hmm. say, Hey Dustin, I want to get started in this. Um, what, what are you, what are you recommending them for a starter kit? What are you, what do you, you know, not just equipment, but maybe in trying to find places to go,
1: trying to find places to go best, deal uh for like anywhere that has really good public land is onyx like you would know that you
2: know
1: mm-hmm. I, i'm sure you use onyx hunting yeah. all the time <laughs> um you know it tells you where the blm land is it te- you know it gives you everything you need to know man if you want to hunt private land it gives you all the property lines you know and tells you who owns it and all you like me and my buddy uh, nate would do that all the time in washington we just search up hey you know like who owns this property, and then it gives you their name, and then you just search up like the name of their ranch or whatever they own, and then it gives you a phone number. You know? There you go. Or, or you just leave a letter right in their mailbox, you know, and say, "Hey, give me a call at this number if you know I'm allowed to hunt it." But if if, if that's if it's private land, you know, if it's public, you, you know, you can find it. tons of good public land on X for yeah. sure. Um, it's probably the best app out there that any hunter could like purchase.
0: Right now, I agree and uh equipment where are they, what are you looking at
1: oh man for sure <clears throat> depending on what you're like what kind of hunting you're trying to do i mean even in washington i use waders man um there was a lot of field hunting and where you probably could wore just like mucks you know and gotten away with it but right. like at the end of the day you don't want to deal with like we went out one morning and uh we it was like right at shooting light and this was in washington and um we were heading down to like the field where we normally walk across, and the whole river—it rained so much like the week prior. The whole river had flooded the cornfield where we usually walk across. Oh. And I wore, my, I wore my mucks down there. I didn't even bring my waders because I was like, "Oh, dude, we're good, man. Like this is, you know, we're chilling. I'm just gonna be able to walk to the spot." No, like it is completely like waist deep water,
2: <laughs> and oh, so I'm shit. wearing,
1: I'm wearing bibs and mucks and i just i was like well i gotta truck it out man (laughs) and me and my buddy nate were both like that dude we we had just mucks on with bibs and we both just had to truck it out the whole day with just being waist deep wet you know it was just it was crazy man it was that was the biggest mistake of my life ever since that day i was like i bring my waders every time not even in question yeah i hate being wet yeah it's the worst man
0: and uh recommended shotguns for a starter
1: Oh, Mossberg. Uh, no, wait, what is that? Is, no, that's not Mossberg. Stoger, so the Stoger M3500, I think it is. Mm-hmm. I, that's probably like the most baseline semi-auto shotgun that you could buy. That's like, I know quite a few people who, uh, who shoot a Stoger and it's not bad for entry level.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Price point is there. I think it's only like six, 700 bucks or something like that. Nice. Um, <clears throat> for like a significant upgrade over a pump, you know, that's,
0: it's going to do you good. Oh so. yeah. Well, Hey man, um, we're coming up on, well, we're actually past it. We're about an hour and 15 in, um, <laughs> you, it goes by quick, dude. I always tell people, yeah, it goes like crazy. Fast, <laughs> yeah, it goes crazy fast. And once you start getting going, um, my, this is kind of a question I usually ask people at the end of the, the podcast here. And, um, what's the, uh, you know, four four goon boys outdoors, um, what's the biggest myth that you want to debunk for somebody that's looking into your business that that wants to get into waterfowl and that wants you know to get into bass fishing but you know mainly get into the outdoors with you guys like what's a, a myth you want to bust on them
1: about like our our like, yeah about company.
0: your about your company
1: Oh, dude, that's a hard question, man. Because I I don't think I've ever—I don't think I've ever had anyone so far hit us up and be like, "Hey, man, you guys are pieces of shit." (laughs) I don't think I've had anyone that really did that. Um, Probably, you know, a lot of people get frustrated sometimes. Like some people on, you know, say you're on Instagram and you're like messaging people, you know, to try and get attention, Mm -hmm. which you know is a viable thing. You know, like you want to bring attention to your, you know, page, right? Like some people will get frustrated that people are like just randomly reaching out, you know, but it's like at the same time, I can understand where they're coming from with that. But at the same time, it's like I when I like when we actually message people on our page and like we reply to them, dude, we'll like straight up have like a whole conversation with people. Like that's the thing people don't understand. Yeah. You know? It's like we're actually going to sit there and talk to you, like legitimately talk to you. Like I'll, mm-hmm. like I was saying earlier, I'll sit there at lunch, dude, and just be like on Instagram replying, <laughs> you know, like actually talking to people, man. Because I actually enjoy, like, because it's actually a cool process, you know, because you get to see people from different states that waterfowl hunt or do any type of hunting, you know,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you learn a lot, you know, about like other places too. Because like one thing that works in per se California won't work in Arkansas or Kansas or wherever someone else is, you know, right. I, I think I messaged one guy one time and he had like this, it was like a triangle dude with like a, a line attached to like three stakes. And he had a duck that was like a little motor on the bottom of it, like a trolling motor <laughs> attached to like three different ducks. And they were all just like going in a triangle. <laughs> and I'm like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Dude. I like had to message this dude. I was like, that is like by far the like most ingenuitive thing I've seen in duck hunting so far. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, how did you do that? Like, just wondering, man. He's like, oh, I just attached a trolling motor to the bottom, man. And like, I was like, I was like, good for you, man. I'm like, you must be like an engineer or something because I I have no idea how you came up with that. But
0: probably cheaper than a mojo.
1: Yeah, probably, man. Um, Yeah. That's another thing is, you know, mojos are illegal in certain states too, you know. So like in, uh, I think it's Oregon, you can't use any mojos. Really? No, No electric decoys at all. Hmm. yeah anything spinning wing out there is illegal so it's you that. have to find, find your way to do different stuff
0: awesome so, so i guess your your myth that you're busting is you guys are people would think you guys are probably unapproachable but you are yeah, approachable yeah and I mean, you guys are, are definitely people you can approach and they'll, you know reach yep. out to them as well
1: yeah cool. well more or less maybe not we're unapproachable but uh you know people get pissed about like people just like randomly reaching out you know? okay. and like Yeah, it's it's just a weird, it's a weird kind of a thing, but it's like, nah, dude, it's legit, man. Like, I'll hit people up all the time, like, hey, dude, that was freaking cool, you know? Like,
0: that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, hey, Dustin, I I I really appreciate you taking time out and uh, let me, you know, get an interview with you. Um, you know, good thing me and you both know Siler, (laughs) so yeah, man. (laughs) Freaking, it's it's good stuff. He's good people. I appreciate Siler for you know, uh, introducing us and and getting this going and, and kind of finding out more about Goon Boys. And, I, you know, I hope you guys really progress more and more. Um, I think what you guys got planned is, is pretty is pretty sweet and it's pretty significant to, you know, the veteran space itself and just people in general. Um, you know, you guys are brand new, so no rush. I mean, I'm in the same boat, you know. I'm just take trying to one day at a time <laughs> and take it, and one day it'll, it'll blast off before you know it, you know. Yeah, so. then you won't awesome.
1: have to work no more. Well, you get to do something that you like at least. You know?
0: Yeah, well, then I think I'd, I don't know if I'd end up liking it anymore. So. <laughs>
1: that's true, man. <laughs> Sometimes you get to that point where you're like, you know, I don't know if I like this anymore. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's why I got out of the Army.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro.
0: Exactly. Awesome, dude. Well, hey, man, I, I really appreciate you being on. Um, We'll definitely need to catch up, and uh, um, we'll definitely talk offline on Instagram again and try to get some – uh swap some
1: we'll do a part two if you're down for it man yeah my dude absolutely
0: always always yeah we'll get the other guys on here and uh i'll get my buddy taylor on he's he you know he's kind of uh my guest host when he can when he can do it he's you know big supporter of this of the podcast and the company and stuff and and uh yeah man we'll definitely uh see what's in store with you guys when you finally get your store up and stuff and yeah,
1: man, swap some sure. merch for sure man all right dude
0: cool buddy Hey, yeah, I appreciate hey, uh, it again, bro.
1: Before we go, sorry. No go uh, ahead. Where can uh, where can any of our like followers reach you? I know you got a, you're on Apple. I searched you up on Apple. Is there anywhere else you're on? I know
2: you
0: got a uh, website? Yeah, I got uh, uh, the dot com. That people can go on there. So I got the link attached to my page uh, on Instagram at Bows podcast. Uh, okay. So you guys can find you know your your uh, your followers can find me there. They can uh, they can hit that up. Also, tagged on there is BHA. Uh okay. well it's BHA Georgia, but you know, you go to their website, you can find your chapter in your state. And uh, okay. you know, they're always taking members, you know, uh they really, you know, pushing for the public land stuff and and I'm also pushing for that, you know, with them and as a as a help, you know, help them organize and stuff like that. And, and the same for you, dude. Before we, we go, um I totally forgot to ask, I was like, shit, where can people find you at and uh, and the rest of your guys?
1: So uh we don't have a website like you do, but uh just uh our Instagram is Goon Boys Outdoors, so at Goon Boys Outdoors and then um we have a TikTok not really started yet. Well it's kinda started. We actually have a couple videos on TikTok that kind of blew up a little bit, but like not, you know, tremendously, like nothing in the millions. So mm-hmm. yeah. But uh yeah, man. It's uh it, we TikTok I think is uh G B Outdoors. So
0: awesome and, give them a follow.
1: If any, yeah, if anyone uh, actually is on TikTok, you know, just go give that a follow. And then uh, we're gonna be starting up a YouTube channel, and that'll be at Goon Boys Outdoors. So
0: hell yeah, dude. It's
1: not out yet, but we'll we'll put that out on part two. We'll put that out on part
0: two. <laughs> yeah, dude, we'll definitely we'll definitely do it again. We'll we'll get another part two in, and uh, we'll kind of just talk about how the all season went and stuff, and everybody, yeah, you know, what they what they got the harvest in, and we'll see where we're at
1: yeah man for sure all right man it was really good talking to you man
0: yeah same likewise brother you take care
1: have a good one all right